Hello, just Q here. Um, it's a lovely what's the day? Two days after Christmas, and yeah, uh, just uh, I don't know, my usual. Feel like chatting a little bit. I'm not gonna chat for long. It's already ten thirty, and kind of tired, and I don't want to keep my parents up or anything like that. But ended up um. I don't know, it's actually pretty good. You know what was nice? Was just uh, being here with the family for the first time in... Man, it's been six years. Being around family for six years. Especially around Christmas time. I've spent uh, so many years... Thanksgiving and um, Christmas time in Starbucks... So with Starbucks employees and everything. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing or anything like that. But what I'm saying is it is different than being around, you know, family. There's something to be said about being around family. And, uh, yeah, I ended up uh, enjoying it. So, um, I mean, what's Christmas without discussing what you got? And my mom took me over to a um, local Salvation Army. And we ended up getting some clothes and... They actually had some really, I'm surprised, you know, some nice clothes that I ended up getting. So I got myself a nice polo shirt. And yes, I'm a little bit of a slave to fashion. And I got uh, a pair of uh, really nice lucky jeans. You know, just surprising. I saw them like right away and they fit perfectly. It's like, holy shit. You know, so 15 bucks between the two of them. And also, I'm normally not a fan of arrow shirts, but I found this awesome brown and it was like brown and brown shirt, and it's just, it looks like a comfy shirt, and put it on, it's like, holy shit, after trying on like 15 different clothes and everything, so, yeah, that was uh, a little bit of my Christmas, and it's official, I ended up getting an official licensed copy of GTA 5, and uh, <laughs> the problem is, I mean, I've got three machines here. So, one's my gaming slash development computer, the other one I'm using for research, and the other one I'm using to um, surf porn and also uh, watch movies and that kind of stuff. So, anyways, uh, three distinct machines that I've got. It's like my little command center and everything. And uh problem is the gaming slash development one. That's the one I want to put the GTA 5 on, the officially licensed copy and everything, doesn't have a, uh, a CD-ROM. Neither does the second to the oldest machine. It's only the oldest machine that does, and I'm having problems with it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to try sticking it in right now. I had problems before with it. Let's try sticking it in. I know, that's what she said. So I'm going to try put this in. Switch computers. I need a uh, one of those switches. <gasps> uh. I'm I'm just happy to have a licensed copy. The reason I'm happy for it is I I've never played with the online gameplay, and I also want to find out what some of the official legitimate tools are for this stuff. So. What I figure is I'm going to burn some ISO images and then transfer them over of the uh, of the CD-ROM. And then from there I could use the keys, just mount the ISOs and go from there. But uh, we shall see. Let's see if it even works. Keep your fingers crossed.
I've been having problems with my... Oh, you know what? It worked. Or did it? No, that's a mounted. Yeah. You know what I might have done? I might have actually just disabled it. Let's see. I was locking this machine down. I was having uh, some problems with some hacking. People that were hacking me over at um, Starbucks. I had... Uh, a while ago, where I ended up just basically locking down my machine altogether. So I locked down all the device drivers. I shut down Bluetooth and shut down a whole bunch of different things in order to try to prevent uh, any extra things being used to get into my machine and everything. And in the process, I may have disabled. Let's cross your fingers. Get into my device manager. may have disabled the, the CD-ROM altogether. If that's the case, it's a really quick fix. And that's exactly what I did. So enable that puppy. And then, let's see if I've got anything else disabled that I don't want. <laughs> Security devices. Empty PSP. Um, so, anyways, um, I've been doing a lot of uh, billboards, and I actually ended up, I had a, a location where I found like eight of them all together, and I was doing them one by one, so I ended up doing two. Uh, and again, the the problem that I was having for doing the billboards inside GTA has been creativity. I've been trying to come up with creative ideas in order to actually influence my world, you know, to to make it what I consider, you know, alive and just something that I'm going to want to go visit. I mean, that that's kind of the goal here is whatever I create, I want to be able to knock on the doors of the businesses that I'm going to go to. I want to be able to look up and at the billboards and just basically sit there and say, you know what? I'm, I did that, you know? I mean, have you ever, have you ever had work that when you walk away from it, you just sit there and you go, you know, I'm, I did that. Oh, that was me. That was my contribution to this world. Now, I love the idea, the concept of doing that. So, anyways, I ended up doing this, and all of a sudden, I'm just like going, okay, you know, this is a pain in the ass, and part of the problem that I'm having is just saying, okay, you know, if I'm trying to actually change the look and feel and everything, um, I'm just focused on these onesie twos, hey, what's the best place for this type, by, type deal and everything. And uh, I ended up creating an ad for an in-game place the other day called M&M Technologies. And uh, the ad came out amazing. It, it really does look beautiful. And sure as shit. Let's see if it's even going to recognize it. That's kind of the problem. It actually did just recognize it, but now it's telling me insert disk. Oh, that's why I disable it. The reader's done. Fuck. All that blows. 
Yeah, I thought I disabled it for a reason. The reason is because the uh, CD-ROM's blown altogether. So, herein, I have a problem. And while sure I can get my officially licensed copy, I can take a pirated version. I'd rather take it off these DVDs. You know what I could do is I could put it on my dad's computer and do the same thing. Wait for them to take their little trip somewhere or something like that. So, anyways, um, yeah, so I created an in-game ad for something that just looked fucking awesome, and uh, it's a genetically based company, so I, that's actually what I started thinking is, okay, so if I'm going to go to this world, what kind of companies, you know, in my world, there's not a whole lot of companies I would really want to go work at right now, and I worked at Intel, I worked at Microsoft, I worked at um, <coughs> Mirage Hotels, I worked at... Um, I mean, even some places I really wasn't that interested in and everything, you know, but I, I started thinking from that perspective, what what places would I not just want to go work at, but also what kind of places would I want to want to go knock on the door and just maybe browse their shit or, or not only that, but also um, maybe do business with them and that kind of stuff. You know, or, you know, work in their secret labs or something like that. So M&M is the first company I really ended up focusing on. And in-game, they've got literally, it, it's just nothing. It is just a, 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 let's do an update driver software. And um, so what it is, it's a, basically they do everything, everything when it comes down to... Um, Nano. And it's a nanotechnology-based business. Now, the business itself is actually, it is located in-game, and all they have is a simple logo with a double helix for, you know, for the, uh, you know, just indicating DNA-type stuff and everything. You know, but uh, I'm actually taking a little bit of a deviation from that. Now, sure, I could focus on a genomics-based company and basically a DNA-type stuff and everything, you know, but um, I want the... I, I like the idea of actually having having that that company logo is more or less derived from maybe their origin business, which was based in genomics, but instead they ended up taking a hard right turn somewhere in there and said, well, not only are we going to focus strictly on genomics or on genomics, but we're actually under you know messing with the underlying substrate of atomic matter itself and with that you know we're going to get into everything nano so whether or not it's the nanotechnology nanomaterials nanomedical devices um, i don't know if you've ever heard of it but there's something called um, nanosurgery it's a capability to be able to create tiny little robots that can actually get into you um, and do surgical um, surgery on you without actually having to do incisions so it's basically, it's a scalpel-free, laser-free surgery that can actually get into and do it without actually making, you know, making the cuts on your body that literally require, that's, that's where all the time for surgery and, and the problems happen is in complications due to the, uh, due to manipulation through the cuts and incisions and everything you have to make on the body in order to be able to, to get into the wounds and everything or to be able to fix and repair the problems that are in there. 
So anyways, that's, uh, that's what the company specializes in, is everything nano. So they've got something called carbon nanofiber. Uh, it's a very common thing that's been referred to a lot. It's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a substrate that's actually built by a lattice form of atoms. Basically, they're interlocking. If you take your fingers and interlock them, that's what they're doing at the atomic level to build a, a, a whole sheet of things that, that's literally stronger than steel. You can fire a bullet into it and you know, on something that's as thin as a piece of paper and it literally won't pierce it. Now, this is this is the kind of stuff that's actually available to the military and to intelligence organizations in the real world and everything. Um, and I'm just basically saying, hey, you know, I'm building a company in this alternate reality that actually releases this stuff to the general public and everything. That's, you know, so I built an ad to basically gain public awareness, to make sure the public is aware of what this company does. They don't do just genomics. You know, and genomics is basically manipulation of DNA at the molecular level. You know, so that's one thing they do, you know, but that's not, and that's where their company got their start. You know, it's, but it's also not the only only thing they do, because once they discovered what they were able to do with the DNA, at that point, they ended up turning around and, you know, in my quote-unquote fictional reality, um, let's call it an alternate reality, they leverage a whole bunch of different other mechanisms to create, you know, any number of different things and everything. Nano, my, my, one of my favorite things is, is, is a nano, um, nano sensors. Now what these are is like robots, um, they're, they've got the capability to be able to go through the body and actually provide feedback mechanisms into the body and, uh, and without, um, and your body actually ends up getting out of the system in a natural way, but they're entirely, uh, based on nano computing. So what they do is they form a network in your body. They interconnect inside your body. And at that, that point, they report in a passive way on conditions within the body. And in particular, if, if you've got anything from, you know, from, from a problem with your immune system and your body doesn't have the natural capability to be able to fight you know, to fight things, you know, leveraging the white blood cells or um, let's say, you know, you've got nanorobots that are working together to cauterize a wound or something like that, you know, from the inside. <clears throat> the nanosensors will actually give a, a, a state of, of basically the internal state of the body. And it's not just used for body. It can also be used for, um, you know, water, water systems. So you can actually detect and, and figure out a, a problem with a water supply or something like that by releasing a whole bunch of nanosensors within the, within the water. And the nanosensors will harmlessly pass through a human and everything. Um, and at that point, you can actually detail levels of consumption and everything for, you know, for the water and where water comes from, where it goes to, and the various places it can actually go. And it's wonderful for information for engineers and scientists and all the way to marketers and that kind of stuff to understand how their products and services are used and and not only that but ecologically where they end up and that's actually one of the biggest things that's really interesting to the people that are you know in the green you know they want to know hey we we need you know we want proof that 
our methods are actually doing good for the environment and everything. Well, boom, they've got nanosensors in order to be able to do that kind of stuff where they can detect the problems that are occurring at a at a molecular level and everything. And, and really, is are the chemicals that they claim are, are being purged out of, let's say, a, a refinery or something like that, you know, are they actually indeed being, you know, filtered out like they should? So there's a lot of cool things that can be used with nanosensors. Anyways, that's what this company does. It's It basically is responsible for more or less um, anything nano, the molecular level activities of, of devices and that kind of stuff, or sub-molecular level. So nano tubes, nano, all kinds of different weird shit and everything. <coughs> so anyways, with that said... Um, I I did, you know, what altogether two different ads. And let's go ahead and shut that puppy off to make sure. I'm not happy. This sucks. <gasps> um I don't have a working DVD at all. Three machines here. Not one. Not a single one has a working DVD player. Crazy. So, anyways. Um, one, another one of the other ones that I ended up creating was for... So that was for an in-game one. I'm going to pull it up right now as I'm looking. Uh, 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 mods, mod development, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, there we go. Oh, um, so I found... I found a, um, I was looking for travel agencies inside the game, and I thought, okay, so since women in this world, um, in, in this particular version of Los Angeles, have a tendency to be naked more than men, um, that's actually going to be one of the quote-unquote identified problems by females and everything, that they're taken for granted, and they feel that a part of the reason for this is because of their lack of clothes, you know? So as a result of, you know, them walking around naked all the time, men have gotten used to them. And uh, as a result, you know, they're actually putting a strain, an economical strain, by increased demand in clothing. Well, Men don't particularly like this, you know, because of the problems that it's actually causing with other other industries and everything. So that's the story I'm telling in this universe. So what they're what uh, some of the companies are doing? You've got a company, a travel agency, which is uh, basically sponsoring really inexpensive packages, and particularly promoting it towards females and everything. So you can walk around, you know without your clothes anywhere you want to in other countries and uh, you're you'll be the center of attention again and I think that and that's actually part of the problem in this alternate reality is women have have systematically felt like that they're being taken for granted and uh, they miss being the center of men's attention so as a result part of the knee-jerk reaction of this reality is to allow women to go overseas, or not allow them to go overseas, but to entice them, to inspire them. So one of the ads I have is based on this whole concept. Um, I made this concept up, clearly pulling it out of my ass. But uh, there's a 
gorgeous woman. Um, I found this picture years ago. There's a, a whole series called nude-in-public.com. And it's basically gorgeous women that are walking around, you know, various stages of undress. Most of the time, they're completely naked. And it's it's pretty much in Eastern Europe. So among the reasons I ended up traveling through Eastern Europe years ago was because I actually wanted to see some of the places. And, um, you know, there was basically Slovakia, Slovenia, Croatia, Bulgaria, um, Romania, Hungary, Poland, um, even Germany to some extent. You know, they've got a lot more liberal laws or a lot more... Uh, in general, Europe is far more liberal when it comes down to nudity than the United States is. The only country that has, maybe you can call them somewhat similar laws, is oddly enough France and a little bit the UK. But the UK is even a little bit more liberal than the United States when it comes down to it. And uh, throughout the rest of Europe, there's literally no laws concerning nudity. You could be naked any time you want to. And it's just a matter of, you know, what they've got tried getting away from is reinforcing moral behavior through le- the legal system. They've tried to, you know, and that's, that's actually what they view legal laws are concerning nudity. You know, it's basically, it's requiring people, you know, if, if people are required to be dressed, um, to some degree, they, in a lot of cases, I've heard this in various times throughout the uh, throughout my travels and everything, you know, in particular, one time when I ended up going to Croatia and I see basically 12 different couples having sex all around the center area. I remember one time, uh, you know, somebody was telling me, it's just like, well, we don't understand prudism. You know, I was just like, what's what's the big problem with uh, with Americans? And, you know, it's your Puritan, Puritans, you're all Puritans, is, is what I remember one of them saying. Well, and I'm just like, well, you know, and then, and then one of them, one of the more intelligent ones, ends up coming back and saying, well, I just think it's just because, uh, you know, you're reinforcing capitalism, you know, and you're making sure that clothing manufacturers are have a market, and that's actually increasing the market. And I'm just like, huh, I'd never thought about that. You know, before I had taken offense to it, and I myself actually, I, I can't say I took offense to it, but I had thought that nudity laws and laws concerning clothing were based on a moral thing, you know, but I didn't even take into consideration that it in itself and a lot of laws are there to reinforce commercial behavior, you know, reinforce the creation and development of of capitalistically based markets. So, and that's, and he had a great point, you know, without those laws on the books and everything, plain and simply, you know, would, would most people, you know, actually be buying clothes? I mean, the answer is probably yes, right? You know, but you would also certainly be seeing more people walking around naked. You know, so in a general sense, it's just one of those weird things. So anyways, um, the ad that I created, there's a company called Escapism, and their logo, their motto is One Way Holidays. Um, I What that means, hey, let's make it up. Let's just say it's your way of getting out of the United States and going to another country if you want to. And it says, be the center of attention. Packages to the Czech Republic from $99. So more or less it's saying, hey, you want to leave our country? We'll let you leave for a grand total of $99. Get the fuck out of here. So it's not trying to say beautiful women need to leave the United States. But what it is saying is, if you do want to leave the United States, here's, you know, here's your opportunity. And 
you know, I I don't want to. I mean, if if this company did exist, I might remove the one-way holidays and just basically have it have the logos be escapism. I might actually go back and revise it to remove the one-way holidays portion of things. So anyways, I created that ad, and it's on a full-size billboard, and it looks fucking awesome, if I must say so myself. That and the other one that I did, probably my two best ads yet. So the other one is called We, or it's a, the name of the company is M&M, and uh, I have in bold letters, We Do Nano, and I've got nanogenetics, nanomedicine or nanosurgery, nanorobotics, nanocomputing, and nanomaterials on it. So, <clears throat> anyways, um, like I was saying, though, I have a lot of these images, a lot of these billboards, there's uh, in between six to eight images on one billboard for various different ads that are within the same region. So, in this case, is the region is Sunset Strip, and it's, uh, it's all roughly around the whole Supergirl area. And as I'm going around looking for creative things to do, and I came up with an awesome idea, if I must say so myself, why not include some of the stores that are in alternate reality versions of of some of the TV shows and or you know of some of the TV shows and movies? And uh, the first one that I had the concept and idea was um, if you've ever seen the, the TV show called The Dresden Files. I thought, what if magic was starting to come into existence in this world? And that's part of the reason it became aware of me. And uh, at that point, it um, let's say I take the Dresden Files, and let's take Harry Dresden's shop. He's a consultant for the police. And let's say I actually create his shop for real, um, leveraging a storefront, one of the abandoned storefronts that are actually in this, uh, in this, um, in this world. So that was my next project that I was going to be taking on was basically the conversion of a storefront. But I started thinking, okay, you know, um, here's part of my problem. Whenever I, I commit to a project and everything, um, the, the problem that I have is typically staying on track, staying focused. So at this point I said, okay, um, what's what's mo most important first? So I've created a list, and uh, I've got the little list over here of basically things that I'm interested in doing in this project. Um, stores to implement, Dresden files, a.k.a. Harry Dresden, wizard, is going to be placed in it. So I've got to design the storefront and everything, and I pulled down the episode of uh, the Dresden files to come up with an, uh, some ideas, and hopefully I can find some screenshots of of general looks and feels I can actually implement for this thing. But I, th I started thinking about the billboards. Okay, let's say um, this universe, this world is real. Um, I've stood enough on corners already to believe that uh, by listening to some of the conversations and everything that this this is a very real world already. And what I'm doing is I'm hearing the conversations. I'm not hearing wave files that are stored on my computer. Um, I'm not, or should I say, I'm not just hearing wave files, and I'm not just seeing imagery that's stored on my computer and everything. What I'm hearing is sometimes wave files, but sometimes I'm also hearing real conversations that are happening with this in this world that are happening on a dynamic basis. 
you know, people that are actually starting to call this world home and everything. And I'm starting to hear some of the conversations there. And the same thing, you know, holds true for the billboards. I've, I've seen changes on more than one occasion, new stores and new stuff like this coming into existence within this, you know, reality that I sat there and I said, oh, I know that wasn't there the other day. You know, and the first time I saw it, it was like, that's kind of weird, you know? So at first I didn't know what to think about it. Well, I just saw it again last week, you know, a store that it hadn't been there. I know because I've traversed this landscape more than I can even explain. So I'm just like going, okay, that's kind of cool. Well, the world's developing right in front of me, you know? So I, and, uh, you know, so what I've got is just basically a dynamically modifying system and everything that more or less I'm interacting with you know, with the stuff that I've got on it. So at this point, I started saying, okay, let's say I'm the head boss, you know, for the entire city of Los Angeles. And this this snapshot of Los Angeles that I've got and everything, um, how do I want to shape the mindset of this reality? You know, um, not only that, but asking myself what's important to me. Now, I had done this before in a, in a completely associated way. You know, this is the first time I've actually done it in a disassociated way. You know, and what I'm trying to say is the difference is in an associated way, um, I've asked myself what's important to me. You know, what's, especially when I ended up taking off and going south of the border and everything. The problem is in this, in an associated way, I still have all the influences of the daily activities that are going on around me. You know, whether or not that's, um, what I'm eating, um, and where I'm going to get my food and everything all the way to the conversations that I'm having with people and the stimulus that are happening from that all the way to news that I can't filter, um, from the reality that I know and everything. And, uh, the, the difference is in a disassociated way, this world itself, the one that I'm playing with and everything is completely removed from the world that I'm actually living in. Um, it has its own various news sources. It has its own media. It has its own, um, you know, TV shows. It has its own uh, billboards, its own stores, its own everything. So at that point, I started thinking, okay, let's say I'm not in my world. Let's say my world is separate and distinct. I mean, this is the whole premise of what I've been doing with this anyways. And I started thinking, okay, well, these billboards, the first thing I've got to change in order to actually make that hard right deviation from my reality is, <laughs> I mean, I've been a pervert from far back as I can remember. So let's take, take the nudity and let's take it up a step. So I started doing something I, I probably should have done from the start, and that's not bold punches, and that started grabbing, you know, some screen snapshots from some of my favorite porn, you know, so that's what I ended up doing. I told my mom about it today, and she's, you know, she didn't have much to say. She was just, like, listening. I cracked up. And uh, I just, um, you know, so what I ended up doing was just basically ended up grabbing some screenshots from some of my favorite porn, and uh, at that point I ended up... And when I say porn, I'm not referring to, you know, just penetration, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm referring to anything that's classified as such in my reality. So, unfortunately, that, that includes not just nudes, but, you know, people walking around naked, you know, exhibitionism and that kind of stuff, too. You name it. Unfortunately, everything that details a man or a woman unclothed is classified, in my, in my opinion, in a puritanical way that just... Oh, it leaves me a little dismayed. Okay, so anyways, in this uh, non-puritanical way, I started saying, wait a second, 
I'm going to start putting all this stuff on the end, you know, and start taking the screen snapshots at some of my favorite poses. And I've got a girl that's on her, you know, she's basically got, um, she's by a pool. She's, um, get one. She's more or less. She's if you've ever done the crab walk, uh, she's completely naked, gorgeous girl, and she's doing the crab walk, and we get a full view of basically everything from you know from in front of her and everything. Gorgeous girl. Um, I've got a couple others that I ended up taking, and it's just like I'm not going to describe it, but uh, I'll leave this to your imagination. But um, I I just end, end, ended up going through the rest of the six images that are actually on that billboard, that uh, one billboard page. I ended up going through and ended up uh, implementing exactly what, it, you know, I just, I put things in place. And, and what I'm calling them is basically placeholders. So now the whole goal isn't to necessarily make this an entirely pornographic world and everything. But um, I figured rather than maintain what I considered really cheesy um, GTA feel, Grand Theft Auto feel type shit in there, you know, where really it's kind of tactless, it's tasteless in a lot of cases, and while sure it absolutely promotes the environment, you know, of the GTA world, and it maintains that feel perfectly, um, it's also not the world I want to go visit. You know, um, if I just happen to, for some reason, get stuck in there or something like that, and I didn't have the opportunity to make changes and everything, um, it's just not a world I'd want to get stuck in. So the first thing I'm doing is I'm basically taking a, taking a lot of the imagery and everything that, personally, is just like, I, I enjoy it. You know, um, I'll be the first to admit, I got, into, I got into computers and porn was one of the first things I got into. And I've enjoyed it since the very start and everything. So, and even now, I mean, sure, my love of it has has changed. Um, I don't know if I could go so far to say it's died down. It's changed. You know, but uh, when it comes down to it, it's just like, hmm, I enjoy it. So that's what I did. You know, so for the other six images, I ended up taking some, you know, some screens and just basically pasting it up there. High resolution imagery and everything as billboards. And yep, I'll uh, I'll put those on the uh, on the web page as well. Just if you want to take a look at them, you know, it's definitely one of those NSFWs, not suitable for work or anything like that. Or or um, I mean, it, it could be suitable for kids if you've exposed them to sexuality and you're not afraid of it. That's completely up to you. Depends on who you are and what you, you know, where you are and what you are. So, if you're in Eastern and heck, a lot of Western European countries, I know they expose, uh, and also a lot of Asia too. I know sexuality is treated like uh, like violence is here. You know. You'll uh, you'll get it and you'll see it and you'll see it at a young age and it's no big deal and everything. It's kind of the fun that people have. So in this world, that's actually where I'm starting to take it. It's just basically, okay, I'm going to go through and start making changes to every billboard in the place. You know, this gives me the opportunity to start focusing on, you know, basically working in the environment, in the world and everything and make changes as I go. You know, so rather than going down the street and seeing, um, you know, an ad for sunglasses because she loves rimmers. Um, personally, I think it's a kind of a, I don't know, 
Or there's another one for a watch, strap-on time. I mean, I don't know. It's these are these are the ads that are in the game right now. Uh, hold on, let's go and see if I can find another one like that. Real cunts uh, of suburbia, and it's got the apostrophe or a um, asterisk where the uh, the cunts are. Um. That's another one. I'm just going through and going down Sunset as exist on the other side. So, those are some of the few that are there already. Here's another one coming up. When you marry a slut, ignorance is bliss. You know, it's it's insulting. I mean, it's it's degrading. It's It's what I consider... It's just offensive. I mean, you know, and, and I'm not saying this in a... I mean, I know that sounds a little bit... Well, we'll put it this way. It's just the type of thing that, as a, as a guy who I consider, you know, to be somewhat classy, you know, and trying to certainly bump up my level of class and sophistication and everything, this is the kind of shit that you... that I would consider would be in a classless society. Where... You know, here's another one. Burger shot. Fill your pork hole. I mean, this is... I mean, well, okay, and here's what I'm saying. It it dem- demonstrates the GTA world extremely well as it's done. And, and I'm going to say it, it's completely consistent with the storyline and with what's presented in the game. And it's a game I've loved, you know? So, don't get me wrong. The The ads have relevance, towards the information, towards the rest of the world that's displayed. Now, what I'm interested in doing is bumping bumping up the... Let's just say I've got an entire population that's reading these ads. And let's just say the city that develops around this world that I, I'm showing this media to and everything directly is influenced psychologically, mentally, and not only that, but with the... Um, with the buildings they build, with the cars they create, with the um, you know the new businesses that they might devise, um, with the conversations that they might have, and everything. Let's say that the that the few billboards and the and the TV shows and the movies that I I present influence them in such a dramatic way. Uh, my theory is that if I actually start placing things, you know, of a of a, of a closer um, way that's more authentic to me, I actually might start seeing this, uh, this world develop in, in different ways that aren't necessarily consistent with the GTA 5 world. That's what I'm saying. You know, so that's the question is, you know, if if I'm to actually continue doing this and continue to take this route and just basically say, okay, instead of having a, a beer called Golden with an ad, let it rain, it, referring to, you know, the whole concept of, you know, pissing on somebody else and everything for, you know, for fun. Well, sure, that's, you know, entertaining and everything. What if we just hit him over the head with a mount and actually, you know, show him? You know some of the things that uh, that are completely pornographic. You know, um, but the things that I like that are con- that I consider tasteful and fun. 
you know, and uh, my my consideration of tasteful is definitely hardcore. Um, okay, we'll put it this way. I'm going to take it a step up from what I'm seeing in this GTA world. I actually want to see if I can actually, instead of being, you know, indirect like this, you know, I'm going to put some things I know some people are probably going to find disgusting. You know, for me, the psychological, you know, implications of gold, let it rain and that kind of stuff are like eh, pretty obvious, you know, right? You know, but let's say instead I put, you know, somebody else, I'm not, I'm probably not going to do this, but I might just to actually see the implications in the world, you know, put somebody pissing on somebody else or something like that, two attractive women pissing on each other or something like that in, in a billboard ad and that kind of stuff. Now, I'm I'm more interested from an experimental perspective. What are the effects of my changes in this world? Um, are there actually effects? Do I see any effects? You know, to the things that I'm doing. You know, um, is it is it going to be obvious? You know, the effects that I see. You know, or, or is it going to be? What is it going to be? You know, I mean, so far, the business that I saw... Um, hold on, let's see if I can go find it again. Hmm. It's over here on Sunset. Sarah's Ellen's. Noah's over here somewhere. Yeah, bitch in the trunk. I mean, it's just like... What I'm trying to get away is is outright um, vulgar slangs, you know, the words being used, and instead just get into imagery, you know, just f basic imagery, you know, just get away from pushing people's imagination when it comes down to the words, instead literally focus on the imagery, and at this point, not pulling punches with it, so... Um, We'll see. I think if I get away from the words and actually focus on the imagery and have visceral imagery that's actually going to promote the things that I'm pushing in here, you know, it could be interesting. So anyways, um, that's, the, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go throughout the entire city and replace every ad uh, that's in the game and everything on billboards with um, basically pornographic images. And uh, so that will be a first step. And part of the reason for that step is, uh, is A, you know, to... Um, to when I go through the city for second passes for billboards and that kind of stuff, I at that point have um, have target imagery because I know the longer term goal is to replace all the original stock imagery, you know, with uh, with creative artistic influences that I've actually done myself or somebody else has helped me with or something like that. So that's the primary goal. Um, but the but the but the the interim goal, a milestone to achieving this, is to basically start influencing the world and seeing um, what that imagery does. Now, if I put a powerful statement in there in the form of you know explicit imagery that has certainly influenced and turned me on over throughout the course of my life and everything that I've loved, you know, um, even if it's most are going to consider it vulgar, obscene, or pornographic, you know, hey, that's okay. You know, I, I'm kind of curious, is anybody in this world actually responding to very, very, very strong imagery? You know, and uh, if so, how? 
how does that actually manifest itself in, in the world? And does it? You know, so in other words, let's say um, I go through and I put, you know, pornographic images throughout this world and everything. Well, you know, am I going to, you know, I mean, one theoretical possibility is I might see a building that actually goes up in it that actually looks like a dildo. Um, you know, or I might, uh, if I'm standing on a corner while I'm playing my magic in the morning and just listening to conversations, you know, on a corner and everything, you know, do, and this is actually something that, uh, that I heard the other day, I got a kick out of, um, one girl says, you know, I could really go for some anal right now. And this is actually in the Grand Theft Auto world. And it's just like, here she is talking to her friend, you know, in this corner of, uh, of, you know, of Grand Theft Auto world and everything. And it's just like, you know, it, is, is that a fluke? You know, was that, was that actually there before? You know, um, and, and that's actually what I'm looking for is things as I've traversed and made changes. And, and I, now that I have a physical map, I'm going to actually start drawing on that map, all the different zones and where the zones are located and everything. So that way I have a direct correlation for the database itself and, and for the, uh, you know, for the imagery that's going in behind the scenes and everything. So, you know, and it's just like, that's the goal. It's just basically to start understanding, you know, um, or to start actually experimenting, determining. You know, my theory is, yes, the imagery I have and that I place in a game will start influencing the development of this world. Um, yes, I do believe that it will actually start altering the landscape when it comes down to the uh, the physical buildings that are being created. Um, yes, I do believe that some of the cars could actually alter their shape and that kind of stuff. And and at this point, I'm not letting, I'm not pulling in any other mods unless it's something that could be used directly for the development of everything. And, uh, you know, that's the whole goal is just basically to, you know, to include this visceral imagery, to go out throughout the entire city and make changes and include this imagery and everything and to see the impact. Now, here's the thing. Um, I have to be ambivalent about it, you know, so there's either, there is no such thing as good impact or bad impact if there is impact, you know, so let's say I see a whole bunch of businesses go out of business and everything, you know, and uh, where there wasn't before, where I didn't see this before. Well, don't take that as bad. Just pay, take that as an influential factor and in everything, you know, and just, and just pay attention. You know, that's one of the things. Just kick back and, and keep watching, you know, because in, in transition, sometimes there's some businesses that go out of business and, you know, sometimes you just see, you know, a, a shifting, you know, uh, maybe a decrease in property value. So you see an increase in, pro you know, an increase in certain types of people and everything that go there as a result of it. So I'm still have yet to find that business now. So anyways, um, that's one of the major goals. So that's actually what I'm going to be doing systematically over the next couple of days. It's just basically going through and taking, going through all my, my library. I've got an extensive library and just basically start going through and replacing every image with it. You know, so anytime I see a billboard in the game or something like that, I'm going to go th systematically throughout the entire thing and replace every billboard, every ad that I see on a billboard. So billboards are, are the target here and uh, just start systematically changing each one with a 
a, a specific image um, and testing it out as I as I implement it and everything and and just basically making sure that uh, you know that that I have a direct location for each one. So when I want to make changes to it in the future and everything, which I will, I mean that that will be the secondary part of this goal is just basically you know getting used to the whole concept of where things are, how to actually access them. And when I start making modifications to the shops and that kind of stuff, at that point, I can actually start making modifications to, you know, to the billboards again and include new creative imagery and ideas and everything based on the shops and everything that I include. So there's a method to my madness. And, you know, part of this is an experiment, you know, um, does the imagery affect the, the society and the population and everything? And if so, how? You know, and in what ways? And at this point, I have to be ambivalent about it. You know, I, I have some theories on things I might see, but, um, you know, I I don't know for sure. You know, I'm, I'm just going to be looking in general. Um, now, here's the one thing that I see. Um, there's something called the Dungeon Crawler. And in back of Ellen's Liquor, there's a new door that opened up. It's called the Dungeon Crawler. Now, I can't enter this, and this wasn't there before. And uh, I'm sure the internet will try to prove me wrong, but that's something to understand about the internet and digital reality. Digital reality has a tendency to take a snapshot of the most recent uh, recent versions of things, and as a result, unfortunately, we lose legacy information. So, particularly when it comes down to alternate realities and worlds such as this and everything. Now, I can remember changes and everything, but, uh, you know, it's when it comes down to it. The internet, well, gladly try to prove you differently. In this case, the Dungeon Crawler. It's a tiny little door behind Ellen's Liquor Lover, and it's it wasn't there before. It's right across the street from... There's two major ads, Bitch in the Trunk, and the other one is uh, a caca. Cherish it. Uh, it's another lewd, just annoying fucking ad that I want to want to remove just because it's just, come on, people. So in this one, that's part of the reason I remembered its location. Um, it was because of that, or I mean, remembered... Um, I can't say I remembered it that well, but I knew that it was in this general area and everything. And, uh, yeah, it just, uh, for some reason, appeared. Now, another one that... Oh, that's kind of weird. Huh. I haven't made modifications to this, and it has an ad for Fear of the Walking Dead. That's brand new. It's a three-pronged ad. Interesting. Brand new, uh, brand new billboard. Yeah, like I said, I'm fine. I find things like this all the time. You know, new things that weren't there before. <coughs> so what it is, it's a, it's an ad for Fear the Walking Dead, Sunday, June fourth, AMC. So be my responsibility. I consider to uh, remove that ad. Mm -hmm. Replace it with something more fitting and appropriate for my world. And something very pornographic, of course. So that's going to be kind of the fun. I'll just basically say, you know what? You you want you want your death and destruction and caca and, you know, your strap-ons and your 
anorex, you know, somebody that's a puppet on strings and everything, and me, I'm just going to start over-sexualizing it. I'm going to start systematically going through fucking everything and and altering it in ways that I want to. So, anyways, I've done that with um, six other ads, and uh, I'm going to be... So, the other ones, I've got a girl that I, I call it Girl Hard at Work, and basically it's a girl with a, she's doing four guys at the same time. Gorgeous girl, and I just loved it. And yeah, imagine going down the streets and seeing this ad, you know, up on a billboard. Some girl that's uh, from the front, you're seeing full penetration or everything. Kind of trip you out, right? Um, there's another one. There's a guy that luckiest dude in the world, in my or one of the luckiest dudes in the world, in my opinion. He's doing five, uh, you know, pretty attractive girls and everything. And yeah, they're basically he's got one and he's doing her, and the other four observing, just basically various levels of paying attention. So that one is also another billboard ad, a rather large one as well. Um. Another one I have, I said I wouldn't describe it, didn't I? But I lied, is I found uh, a Jolene Blaylock. She plays uh, T'Pol in Star Trek uh, Enterprise. It's a um, TV show that came out in the 19, uh, or sorry, 2000s with uh, Scott Bakula. He was a captain. He was Captain Archer in, in the TV show. And uh, while it took, took me a while to get into the series, I absolutely loved T'Pol. I thought she was gorgeous. Well, somebody has, um, well, I'm going to put it this way. I personally believe she posed for this image on the planet Vulcan. And I made a minor modification to it. The one that she had had, uh, had no pussy hair. I added pussy hair. And in my opinion, I did a phenomenal fucking job on it. Anyways, it's a high-resolution image, one of my favorite nudes, and it's just, it's otherworldly. It's just beautiful, in my opinion. So I ended up including this, and it's a, it's a part of the imagery and everything, and it's prominent on one of the billboards. And it looks pretty awesome, in my, if I must say so myself. The original image looks far more awesome. The lit one on a billboard, I hate to say, but it doesn't do it justice, and I don't think you can do it justice on a billboard. Uh, you might be able to. So that one looks pretty good. Now another one. There's a series called Naked in Los Angeles, and basically there's girls that from pretty much all around the world that have come in that uh, will walk completely, you know, the streets of Los Angeles, butt-ass naked and everything. And there was a bus I used to take on occasion, a 240, and there's one that's walking across the street. She's a girl, her name's Kelly Crave, and she's walking butt-ass naked through all kinds of different areas. And gorgeous girl, but uh, she ends up walking right in front of one of the buses. And I'm just like, oh, you know, this is the kind of shit I'd actually enjoy just hanging out and, you know, I mean, how how cool it would have been to actually hang out at Starbucks and just see chicks like this walk by on occasion. You know, that, I mean, I had a good time as it was, but to actually see him without clothes could have even stepped it up a notch. So, in any case, um, she's prominently on an ad, and uh, it's not far from the uh, Virgin one. So, and that was just my start. I'm just like, oh, you know what? I can put these in place. I can do it real fast. And as I tour around the city, um, I'm going to start focusing on what I consider are the more... What's the best word for this? The more... Ch 
challenging personal changes. You know, I want to get into the models. I want to get into um, the ad campaigns and that kind of stuff. I want to get into, you know, just understanding, you know, um, what goes into, you know, creating a, a presence. I mean, I got my marketing degree back in 2007, I think is what it was. Yeah, 2007, and promptly went for my MBA shortly after that. And the thing is, I never actually got to leverage the, the marketing. Now, I sure, I paid attention to people, but when it came down to it, you know, I leveraged my computer science stuff, and I took that pretty much as far as I can take it and everything. I know there's certainly more I can do. That's interesting. I see a cop. Oh, that's kind of cool. A cop is talking to dude. He's pulled over to the side, and he's sitting next to a trash can. He's got a girl smoking right next to him. Hmm, interesting. So, I haven't seen that before either. Yeah, he's got his lights on. He's just sitting there talking to the dude. This is... That's what I'm saying. This ain't a game. Comes a point where you stop... Uh, you start believing. Um, why is that changing? It's kind of weird. I think I fucked up a texture somewhere. <laughs> Got the whole outside of this building that's flashing as I'm walk as I'm walking by. Uh, things to fix later. So that's actually what I want to get into is get into the three-dimensional models. You know, actually um, get into some of the special effects and everything. It's a movie, uh, Back to the Future, that came out uh, a long time ago, in Galaxy Far, Far Away. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's worth it. But Back to the Future 2 had a hologram in it. <coughs> and that um, that holographic shark ended up uh, popping out of this ad and uh, ended up almost eating Michael Keaton. Well, uh, not Michael Keaton, uh, Michael J. Fox, um, a.k.a. Marty McFly, when he ended up traveling to a quote-unquote future version of uh, 2015. Now... I, um, I, there's some things I'm actually interested in trying to understand to implement. Um, how is it I go about doing it? Now, GTA is a fairly static world. So, you know, what, I'm, what I mean by that is uh, once a prop or something has been put in place, for instance, you know, a tree goes in place or something like that, the animations concerning that, um, you don't see that much for animation and everything. Well, I have direct access to the memory of uh, of this thing, and not only that, but I also have um, something called .NET that I can actually leverage to manipulate memory too. So one of the things I'm interested in doing is, can I create dynamic models? Now, of all the modders I've seen out there, I have yet to see one that's actually done anything other than creating little diamond icons for entering a building or something like that and for interacting with the building. Um, you know, I've yet to see one that's actually gone and created what I consider um, 
full interiors for buildings. I mean, you've got hotels here, and you've got uh, basically buildings that are sitting empty for rent and that kind of stuff. You've got, you know, entire apartments and everything where, in my real world, I would be able to walk in, walk into each apartment and everything, and, you know, the doors would be in various states of lock. Most of them would be locked and everything. So I would actually have to break into half of these and everything. So I think that's one of the things that uh, I'm actually going to focus on trying to make more realistic is how is that I can actually implement models of the interiors. But first, um, how is it can I can understand the interactions with memory and basically make that Michael J. Fox shark? You know, I love the idea of having this be a slightly more futuristic version of the same exact world. Now, here's one of the things that, that traditionally has gone on with Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto typically never reuses the prior worlds that they create. They create brand new worlds. That seems like an awful lot of work, you know, in order to create a game. And at that point, you know, never to, to never reuse that stuff, well... I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but what if I just take the same world and let's just say the world that we saw, you know, is 2005-ish or something like that. Well, now let's take it a couple years in the, in the future. You know, let's take it to the year 2000 and my goal is aiming it at 2020. Um, now again, the if I release this thing in 2030, I'm not saying that's going to happen and everything, but this is an alternate version of, uh, of Los Angeles. And this alternate version of Los Angeles is, is going to have progressed at a different rate of time and everything. And with this, it's going to have um, different things that are technologically created in this world that maybe not weren't created in my world. So that hologram and everything could be something fun to implement. You know, just basically to see how I can actually make real moving animations occur on a real-time basis based on the player's uh, proximity and that kind of stuff. So I want to get into, you know, doing some of the model type work and everything. And where that's going to start is definitely going to be with the storefronts. You know, I like the idea of taking some of these buildings that are actually, you know, vacant. They, they say for rent or something like that in some of the lower-end neighborhoods and that kind of stuff. And at that point, just... Um, or in Sunset, too. There's a whole bunch of them that are actually sitting vacant. And... I like the idea of just basically taking them, reskinning them, completely remodding them, and instead of saying for rent, you know, removing those for rent signs and, you know, putting up businesses that uh, that I invent, you know, just basically saying, hey, you know, this is no longer unavailable. This is available, and you know, like here's a for lease sign. Call one five 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 zero one zero nine, and uh, it's just this, you know, run-down 70s-looking building that just looks like shit, and, you know, it's got trash in front of it, and it's just, you know, so I like the idea of renovating buildings like that, you know, and the same thing was true with the Harry Dresden one, Dresden Files, and, you know, the Wizard Wanted and everything. It's just like, hey, I can take things like that, and I can, you know, completely change the vibe of a place and make it look like it's actually wanted a little bit more by taking off the four lease signs, the office space, and the 5550189, and, and instead putting a, a logo for the company and everything, and, you know, maybe figuring out some mods on how to actually make it so where it looks like people are entering the building, and yada, 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 until all of a sudden, you know, instead of four lease and 
<coughs> and trash being in front of it and buildings look like they're in various states of decay because of a, a lack of ownership and that kind of stuff. Instead, you know, you've got people that are, that uh, look like they actually are visiting the facility and it looks like it's being taken care of and that kind of stuff. So that kind of me is the fun of this, is just basically saying, okay, you know, I'll go through and make those modifications for the billboards. Um, I'll probably do a run-through, you know, and just post a video on YouTube and everything showing what all the signs look like and everything in place. And, you know, it's definitely going to be uh, rated PG. Um, I'm lying. It'll be a firm-rated... Uh, rated in it was it uh what do they call it n217 and you know once i get that done at that point i'm going to pinpoint some locations you know wizard the wizarding one is going to go by the mall i've already got a location for it and it's not going to be like the same location it was in the dresden files um and, but it's going to have a similar feel it's going to be in a strip mall <coughs> it's going to have some odd little odd little other buildings next to it. Hold on, I'm flying to it right now, and I'll tell you the other other things that are next to it. So it's got a nail bar, it's got a cash advance loans, uh, it's got office supply company, a shoe repair company, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to put his little building in, the, in this little cheap little strip mall and everything. You know, which should fit in perfectly with the whole Dresden Files type thing. So that's actually what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay attention to some of the movies and TV shows and the fantasy type stuff and science fiction. Start placing some of these, you know, um, start either acting on some of the ideas and implementing the TV, uh, the, uh, the places, or in particular, maybe implementing some of the places that are actually in you know, some of the uh, TV shows, like CatCo is one of the big ones that's actually in Supergirl. <coughs> well, if I put CatCo in here, you know, CatCo's where Supergirl, a.k.a. Kara Danvers, works. Well, that could be kind of cool, you know, or maybe even making a, you know, I won't do a Daily Planet, we don't want Superman here, but Supergirl, hell yeah. You know, so that's actually what I'm looking at doing, it's just basically looking for ideas. So, um... I had a friend, uh, David, you know, I'm going to address you directly on this one. You had mentioned something about uh, putting your father on a billboard or something like that, and um, hope you're listening. I'm going to put this in an email, too. But um, the answer is, how about this? We do something a little bit different. I am definitely not against putting you guys into an ad, but come up with a business or a building based on something that um, would be science fiction or fantasy based, you know, um, that would be consistent with the world I'm trying to create. Now, um, and, and that's one of the most important things for me is consistency. I'm This is a fantasy world that I'm, in a literal sense, looking at, uh, you know, potentially two plus years down the road, maybe even repackaging and everything. Now that I've got a full licensed copy and everything, I've got a, a license to distribute it as well. So, you know, at this point, I completely modify things, you know, from the ground up and everything, which is what I'm doing, target an NC-17 audience and everything, and, and put businesses around it that ba basically, you know, the, the whole thing is I'm not interested in having, you know, pornography on the billboards all the time. There's going to be certainly areas that you go to, which that might be considered the ghetto, you know, the ghetto section would be probably a little bit more uh, liberal, you know, when it comes down to pornography on the posters and that kind of stuff, where the upscale areas, you know, they're going to be a little bit more, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. But uh, in any case, I, you know, I just, um, if you've got ideas or something like that, um, I'm, I'm going to put a lot more. But yes, I'm definitely receptive to the idea, so let's chat about it. 
So I want you to see the latest batch of what I'm putting up and everything. Um, other than that, <coughs> I spent a lot of time playing over the last three days, uh, two games, um, especially today, this afternoon. Um, I ended up going to visit uh, my nephew and my uh, my nephews, I should say, and their I guess you'd call my nieces kids. Um, we spent time over there today, but last two days I've also been playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate a lot. And also just today I finally ended up pulling down Watch Dogs 2, a workable version of it. Now I didn't realize the game would take a hack to get it to work, and I ended up getting that hack to work finally. And uh, the game is actually really entertaining. So I, I'm suspecting between those two, I'm going to be really balancing my time in between these two different worlds and everything. So anyways, there's there's too many billboards to list. So my goal is to is to actually try is to try to get um, a full section done a day. So that's that's usually uh, there's altogether I would say there's probably 30 sections in the game. And I suspect I'll probably be able to progress at a faster rate than that once I get my own system worked out and everything. But I ended up knocking out uh, six images yesterday and uh, got all those up and going and everything. So my goal is to basically go through and change out one, one section, one area. And one area is equivalent to... It's about... I would go so far to say it's about it's about a block, so a block square. That that would be one section, and that would might contain one, two, three, three business area type buildings, or maybe about if it's a residential area, probably on the order of about fifty to sixty houses. <coughs> so. Anyways, um, there's approximately, in the more populated, densely populated with billboards area, there's approximately six, six to ten uh, of these billboards per section. So I'm estimating about eight to ten billboards per day uh, that I'll be able to, uh, to take care of everything. So it's still work getting the mitmaps done. And, and I had a huge problem yesterday with uh, getting these images up and realizing that they're non, um, that I actually had to scale the images. So I tried actually taking the images and putting them directly in there. And I realized that I've had scaling issues on a couple other ones, but these, they didn't, uh, they didn't translate directly to the billboard. They were all scrunched up and I'm just like, what the fuck? Well, the image that, that I end up having to put in, it's 512 by 1024. But the problem is, it scrunches that down from the 1024, the 512 to 1024, to 375. So everything everything appears scrunched. It's They scrunched the image, literally. They scrunched it and they... You know, took this image that's 1024 by 512. They scrunched it down to 375 to 10, you know, 1024 by 375. So now you've got this image that appears really scrunched and everything. And it happened with three of those billboards that I put in place. And I'm just like, oh, that sucks, you know, because especially the the one of Jolene Blaylock. I'm mean, I just I'm in love with that girl, you know. So gorgeous looking woman and everything. I want to eat her, but. Uh, 
anyways, um, that one in particular, I'm just like, oh my god, that looks awful. What the hell's going on? So I ended up taking a look, and I ended up doing a snapshot, and I ended up uh, with the screenshot. I, I figured it out, and it's just like, oh, fuck. Scrunching it down big time. So I ended up having to do some math and resizing these images before I finally put it back into the file. And, you know, the file itself, you know, what you put in place, or what I had to put in place inside the image, inside the uh, the data files, the RPF files, it just... I mean, it's not the, it's not the image that you start with at all, you know. So it's it's a, it's a scaled larger file just so you know it's going to get scrunched later. <coughs> so I ended up doing that for those for those the three three of the newer billboards, uh, and uh, I realized that uh, the rest of them probably need scaled as well. Supergirl was looking a little bit thinner than uh, she was supposed to, and. The Charm Girls, while they look pretty awesome and everything, they're definitely looking thinner than they should. Miley, I did remember scaling her, um, but uh, the other billboards, they were definitely a little bit out of place and everything. So um, I'm I'm not going to go back to them yet because they look decent enough and it gets a message across and it's not that bad for the scaling, but it's something I've got to pay attention to for the future. So that's just one of the many problems I've had with trying to trying to make changes to these assets is just like going, okay, you know, not only do I have one, two, three, four, five, six different locations to actually alter whenever I want to alter one simple billboard, um, I've also got to concern myself with scaling the image now too, you know, which adds in just extra work for one simple image. So it would be nice if I could just say, hey, here's one simple, you know, porn image, assign it to that bolt board. Nope, ain't quite ain't quite that easy. I have to worry about scaling, I have to worry about um what is it, uh <laughs> you know, the cropping, because you have to crop the photo in order to be basically get it to fit. So and <coughs> cropping is like framing so basically if you have an image that's 1024 by 1024 or even add a higher resolution image or something like that you have to scale it down and then you have to crop it to fit the image you know to fit the billboard and then once you've done that now you have to scale it too to make sure that uh that's it's not getting scrunched down and everything which causes all kinds of problems so if it was as easy as just basically pointing and saying hey Kiss my axe. That's one of the billboards I'm looking at right now. Change that sign to, uh, and let's just say, you know, I don't know. I can't think of a, another porn one offhand or something like that. But let's just let's just change it to a Coca-Cola ad. Boom, you know. And uh, if we had a database, it would be cool. But you know, it's not quite that easy. And unfortunately, none of the stuff uh, seems to come across easier. So I actually might be trying to. Um, yeah, I don't see any. I don't know of any tools out there that'll help me do this either. So we shall see. So in any case, um, that's why it's going to be taking some time to do this. So I figure I'll do some of those things, and then you know, rather than spend my time and completely in that world and everything, I'll exit that world and I'll jump over to Assassin's Creed and play in that world, or I'll jump over into uh, into Watch Dogs, which is a hacking video game. And it's got some really wonderful concepts. And that's actually the other thing I'm going to be doing is taking a look at these other games and looking at concepts I can actually cross-apply and uh, potentially implement within the, uh, within the GTA world. You know, and what I mean by that is um, one of the posters in, um, in Watch Dogs, it, 
it actually flickers. It's animated. And I've already thought about doing that in, in the GTA world. You know, but the question is how? You know, how do you go about actually implementing something like that? Well, you know, it's one of the many questions I've asked myself. And so far, I have yet to find any decent answers and everything because I haven't actually gotten into the memory, memory manipulation, you know, or anything like that. So, in any case, um, now, these other games give me an awesome opportunity to actually look at and understand and study, you know, some of the games and what they're doing. And not only that, but also consider the technology. Let's say they have some cool technology, you know, that's introduced in these games that isn't in this game. Well, maybe I could put a business inside this game, and at that point, uh, you know, that's what the business does. See, I don't know. I'm just looking, fishing for ideas, so... Going back to the to the you know to the David, yeah, you know, that's what I'm looking for. If you've got some wonderful business ideas or something like that, you know, think about it like that. You know, I'm not interested in putting somebody on a billboard just to actually put somebody on a billboard unless you're a hot naked chick that uh, is doing couple guys or or uh, you know what I'm talking about. But you know, sorry, no bias. Well, yeah, there's obvious bias there, and those are even then placeholder images. So what I'm what I am interested in doing is I've I've got another guy um, George, he's um, he's an artist over in uh, over in uh, Studio City, and uh, I told him a while ago I there was a a, a place um, there's an art gallery that uh, I wanted to put his stuff at inside this game, and I thought hey that could actually be cool he's an artist. Um, he's an okay one, but I like the idea of taking somebody I know and put including their stuff, you know, and it's being a part of my world. I mean, he and you have both influenced my world and everything, you know, but I want this to to make it so where if somebody else came into the world, um, that this is representative of the um, kind of like creativity uh, professionalism, you know, of both of us. You know, so, and George, I told him I'd take some of his artwork and directly translate it to, you know, to the real world and, and this or to this uh, alternate reality and, you know, do that one of these days when I figured it out. Well, I told him that, you know, when I first did those modifications about two years ago and my machine just couldn't handle some of the shit that I was doing. But now that it can, that's a completely different story. I like the idea of doing it now. So in any case, give it some thought and, uh, I'll uh, email you with a, a little bit more information and everything. So, um, on that note, um, I'm going to check out. I'm a little tired tonight and uh, get on this tomorrow and everything after, I don't know, just sit there and have my. One thing I've, I've been making, in fact, to do is let's say this is a world and part of the world in its existence has to has to mean that it's being observed or it's actually being ran I should say so what I've been doing is I've been leaving the computer on and in particular focused towards areas that I've made recent changes to you know and the concept and idea is kind of like an esoteric weird one um, let's say reality itself is kind of a simulation and I play the simulation while it sleeps and everything. The simulation keeps running. You know, well, with all my computers off, there's no reason that this world needs to be sustained. You know, the Grand Theft Auto world, at least the world that I'm changing. You know, but uh, when I leave a computer on, 
And in particular, I leave it on on something like this. Well, it's my belief that something somewhere is doing analysis of the information I'm actually retaining or that I'm actually leaving active that is actually moving while I'm sleeping. So it's my belief that something somewhere um, in a kind of like interconnected way is, is constantly doing an analysis of of the information constantly running this and as a result it's constantly making adjustments not just to my world but also to the world that uh, you know to the GTA world so you know with this said um, the two are influencing each other to some degree maybe I'm influencing the digital world a little bit more than it's influencing mine you know so the whole thing is if I leave it on and that connection's constant, and I've got it focused on one of the you know a couple of the naked billboards and everything. Well, will it actually add to the strength, the positive, or the possibilities, the influential power that's actually influencing this alternate reality? You know, the GTA reality, and possibly expand it. It's my belief that yes, it does, and. Uh, by leaving it up, it gives the characters that are depicted in this, the cars, the people, um, the energy to continue processing whatever it is that they're doing. Even if it's running on a cyclic basis, um, maybe one of them might be stimulated in such a way by the information that's being received to them, you know, because they're supposed to have the same sense as I have, right? supposed to have hearing, they're supposed to have sight, they're supposed to be able to feel things, um, they get pissed off when somebody, you know, takes too long on the light or something like that, so they are constantly being stimulated, in theory, by the same stimulus that I'm supposed to be being, you know, stimulated by, albeit at probably a little bit more granular, or a little bit lesser level, because they're in a digital reality where I'm, a, I'm in a little bit more analog reality than they would be. And it's quite possible something above and beyond me is actually in a more analog reality than, than my reality and so on and so so forth. So with this said, if I leave this reality up, it's my belief that my influence on this world, even though I'm sleeping, um, by leaving it up, a digital reality being perceived from my reality on a real-time basis and everything, it's actually causing the continued, probably accelerated evolution of this reality up until the point that maybe it will catch up with mine, you know, and find itself to be equally as visceral as mine, with the exception that I've caused the influence of all the material that I put into it. So... That could, uh, could be kind of the fun part. It's basically building a separate reality, believing that it's playing catch-up with my reality, and uh, ult ultimately, we'll be able to have a different world to go to. That's, that's the theory. That's what I'm sticking to. So, anyways, that's why I'm leaving it up, and I've been leaving it up on a constant basis and everything, and uh, it could be fun, you know? Hopefully. I mean, I'll be able to see changes. I mean, I... I I do think that once I, I make changes on a citywide basis and everything to all the billboards and get out all the prior, what I consider vulgar, childish nonsense, get away from that kind of stuff and instead start focusing more on probably adult-type stuff and everything. I mean, you could certainly call it more adult-oriented-type activity and everything. It's still a little bit... Eh, I don't know if you'd go that far. But 
it's my belief that I'm probably going to see some more. I'm going to probably see more dramatic changes, something that uh, is absolutely irrefutable, and I can't possibly. I mean, I've already seen changes that I can't dismiss, you know, but uh, I, I want to see changes I can't dismiss um, that happen to not just the physical landscape itself, but also to, you know, to the entirety of the city itself, you know. New buildings going under construction and everything. I mean, I'm not going to include anybody else's mods at this point, and it's entirely going to be me. So, what do I say? What happens? Anyways, that's about it for tonight. I'm going to hit the sack. Have a good night, and I'll post this shit tomorrow.